Hi there, and welcome to Red Excess on how to increase your volunteer drivers. Your volunteer drivers are the lifeblood of your community transport services. Their involvement extends far beyond getting their passengers to the destination and back. In this podcast, you'll learn how to increase your drivers and learn some helpful strategies. My name's Ollie. This is Red Excess. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to the very first Red Excess podcast. Now, if you're not aware of what Red Excess is and what it's about, it's a cloud-based transport software which you can access securely from anywhere via your internet browser. The software supports community transport providers, saving money, time and operational costs. It's an ever-evolving platform to continue to serve transport providers today and into the future. Now, we first started Red Access around March 2016, and the first launch of the software was the 20th of September 2016. And since then, the platform has continued to evolve and grow as it meets the demands of the various transport providers we serve. And we took a very different approach to this, this system and the software that you'd normally get off the shelf. In it, what we found was Community transport services are generally run by charities. They don't have a lot of money, certainly money to invest into technology of this scale and capability, which was kind of a bit of a catch-22 in that we wanted to do the best job possible, yet we found that people didn't really have the money for it. So we took a different approach and said, you know what, we'll develop the software, we'll put it out there, and we'll find out whether it does the job and evolve accordingly. Well, here we are two and a bit years later and it's going really well and we found very early on that although many community transport services are unique a lot of the problems they faced were the same across the country so we were able to model the sort of the general problems and one of these we're going to discuss today about increasing your volunteer drivers and what we found was when we worked together with other providers we would capture the knowledge of them and solve problems for one which solve problems for others and we started developing this sort of community online and together we feel like we're really moving forwards making sure that community transport is sustainable and sort of future proof um, so that it helps serve people in your local community you know now and into the future and we thought the whole project would be very simple really really easy early on simple booking system you know really simple we were very very wrong um Community transport is very complex. Uh, On the surface, it looks really simple, but actually when you dig deeper, there are so many variables around the passengers, the vehicles, the appointment types, the appointment times, where they're going to, who needs picking up when and where, and then you factor in multiple passenger pickups and look at minibuses and there's all different mobility aids. And it's a real, real complicated uh, sort of service to operate. And we can kind of see why people didn't really get involved on this on a commercial front. And very soon, though, we, we became a little bit obsessed internally. And we thought, you know, this is a really good thing. We're, we're really helping the passenger get from A to B at a cost that's affordable and providing real value back into the community, which was a really nice angle for us. And it's given us an opportunity to try out some new technology because some of the technologies that we thought were around actually weren't. So we've had to develop our own technologies to put into the software so that at a click of a button, the operators can just save loads of time and and find the nearest available driver, for example. And we've also taken a broader view and looked at how we can solve the bigger picture, such as 
a volunteer drivers can claim 45p a mile up to 10,000 miles. Thereafter, it's only 25p. And we thought, well, what incentives can we bring to the table so that we can help providers get more volunteer drivers? And some of our, our um, clients that we've got already, we've provided some benefits to them by offering discounts for local businesses in their area, just to give the volunteer driver a little bit more uh, beneficial, uh, a bit, you know, sort of more benefits to actually becoming a volunteer driver to keep these services running. So one of the main problems that we noticed straight away was certainly for a voluntary car scheme is that they are completely reliant on volunteer drivers. Now, if you don't know what a volunteer driver is, it's fine. Essentially, it's it's a person with a vehicle who will take a booking and they'll go and pick a passenger up potentially from their home and take them to the hospital, make sure they get to their medical appointment on time. They might wait there, have a coffee, pick them up again and then take them back home and make sure they're there safely and sound. And it's it's for people that are, are elderly that perhaps can't drive or who, who just can't get uh, to their appointments by public transport means. And when you look at the rural areas, this is a, a massively big service that's not really that well promoted um, so community transport providers are finding that one people don't know about those services so how do you expect a volunteer driver to know about it and secondly it's it's a service which is unique uh, to the, the actual individual passenger and we learned very on uh, very early on and learned as we went that we had developed something slightly different in that our whole approach was passenger focused so we didn't look at the gadgets. We didn't look at the, the vehicles involved. We didn't look at the sort of locations. The first thing we solved was how can we capture the essence of a community transport provider straight away and basically ensure that the passenger can get from A to B. And we did this by essentially looking at existing data, how people actually operated, and we, we sort of modeled the core processes and then improved it. And we made sure that at the end of the day, we would save the passenger money by finding the nearest available driver. We would make sure they got there safely and securely by providing the drivers which are available to them um, with the correct DBS checks, for example, that can support them with vehicles with the right mobility aids. Uh, so you don't get a um, someone with a wheelchair rocking up to be picked up by someone in a smart car because that, that just wouldn't work. You'd need someone with a bit more, bit more space. So all of this is built into our software, but fundamentally none of this would be able to operate without the need and without the ongoing support and uh, sustainability of the volunteer driver so this podcast today is really looking at ways that hopefully we can help the community transport provider increase their volunteer drivers if not at least sustain them and um, well we're going to go into a bit more detail now so the best methods for recruiting volunteer drivers uh, for a few years ago have probably changed a lot in recent years certainly with the advent of the internet and certainly in the way that we interact with the internet itself so we've now got iphones we've got ipads we've got androids we've got tablets we've got massive computers we've got computers in our tv screens so in our minds this is all just new methods of getting information out there so you can look beyond the newspaper you can look beyond uh, posters tv ads radio ads although they still have their place it's now more cost effective to get the message out there however you've still got to pick the right methods and today we're just going to look at five of the the main ones and explain the pros and cons of each 
to help you um, look at ways in which you can probably grow your, your, your outreach to potential volunteer drivers. So here we go. So method number one, pretty straightforward. Advertise on your website that you're looking for volunteer drivers. Now, hopefully you've got a website and people that haven't, go get one. It doesn't have to be amazing. The cost of websites vary from a very small fee to a very large fee, but you get the quality of service according to price. Your website will promote you if you build it right. And if you add a page saying why you need a volunteer driver, what you can then do is when you're speaking to them, they can go and research you in their own time and they can find out other sites on the internet relating to this entire service. And it saves you a lot of time sort of explaining the complexities of things. So your website is, is one of the main places that you can put that you need a volunteer driver because it's where we're all looking. We're all looking on our phones, we're all looking on our tablets and it doesn't matter how old you are now, at least, I would say at least probably 80% of your potential volunteer drivers have all got access to the internet and some sort of internet connected device. There are exceptions, but that is the majority in today's age and it's only gonna increase as technology gets easier to use. So number one, put it on your website. So another metric of attracting a volunteer driver would be via social media. Of course, this ties into those that are actually using technology and the ones that are using your website probably are going to be using social media of some sort, be it Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest. But you know, put out your, your need for volunteer drivers onto your Twitter account. Others will share it. They'll follow you. Uh, they'll, they'll directly communicate with you. And you'll, you'll be amazed what kind of buzz you'll get from just putting these things out on social media. So don't be afraid if you don't, you know, if you think it's going to look desperate, don't. Just put the message out there. You'll be amazed at what happens and how people interact with you. This is certainly something we found early on. We thought social media with Red Access was sort of out of reach. We didn't think many people used it. Actually, we found that almost every community transport provider we've contacted has a social media account and uses Twitter. So... Get it on there, get it out there and promote your message. And don't forget, link it up to your website. So number three, and this one is essentially putting an advert out into your local newspaper. So this can get expensive if they charge for it, but hopefully your local newspaper will have a community section. The best way of doing this, we think, is if you've got a budget for this and you've got a funding pot to put this message out there, don't just blur it all on one advert. If you think about driving past a speed camera, how many of us actually speed up once we've passed it? It's pretty quick soon after. So think of your advert like that. Don't just put one massive one out there. Put maybe 10 out there if you can that are small and they, they keep being seen every week in the same page or the same area. This will get it into people's minds quicker and easier than one big ad that they'll forget within a week. So get the message out there if you can and can afford it. Just be very specific about where you place that advert and in which local newspapers you put it into so that you're not going to increase your costs dramatically. So number four, the other way of doing this is to create some leaflets and some brochures. And these are great for just leaving in pubs, GP practices, in schools, handing them out to leaflets you know, to parents. And just on the leaflets, keep it really simple. Put the benefits down of being a volunteer driver, the value that they're going to bring to the community. And, and they will bring value. It's, it's amazing what the volunteer drivers bring. Um, get it out there. Put it on the leaflet. Keep it really simple. Make sure it's in color. Make sure it can be seen. Um, you'll be amazed how valuable these leaflets are because naturally people can just pick them up 
and pass them on to someone else. And it's it's a tangible thing. Although websites are great, email marketing is great, at least with a leaflet, it's tangible. They can put it in a pocket, put it in a wallet, they can pass it on to a friend. So if you can and you can afford it, do some leaflets. And finally, number five, championing your existing community transport drivers. So these are people that you wanna promote in your local community, get them talking to other potential volunteer drivers about the benefits it's had on their life. You'll be amazed, it's like a word of mouth. It's the more you talk about them, the more they'll feel valued for your services. And again, working together, building your empire of volunteer drivers. Uh, The more you have, the the bigger ratio you've got per passenger, um, the better service you can provide. The more they talk to one another, the more they'll feel part of a family, part of a, a journey together and serving your local community. I mean, it's they don't have to be retirees either. They could be young professionals that are just driving to work, you know, need a lift, need to get to the hospital. If you work in a certain area, you can just pick them up, take them on your way and drop someone off on the way. So no matter what medium you choose to promote your services on, just Keep it really simple, keep the message the same and keep the branding the same as well. Make sure you've got your, your community transport service logo on there, any accreditations, any sort of standards that you've got to adhere to, any of your funders as well. This can help um, promote their services in the local community and is a way of saying thank you to them. And keep the message really simple, really clean, really nice to read in a really friendly font and you'll be amazed at how many people then start talking about it. Um, others will be able to talk to other organizations, uh, they'll be able to talk to their friends, they'll be able to spread the recruitment message for you and champion the services that you're providing in your local area. And it's really about giving back to your local community. You've got to look at the ideal sort of candidates and being a volunteer driver is much more than just driving them from A to B. It's, it's a lot more than just the journey. It's all about being compassionate, being obviously a good driver, uh, caring about the passenger's welfare in in their charge. So you've got to be able to look at the sort of person you want to attract and you know they've got to be compassionate, they've got to care for the people they're looking after and they've got to be just genuinely decent people and the sort of people you're going to attract are going to be that through and through. Um, so I don't think you're going to have any problems about attracting the wrong sort of potential volunteer driver you'll naturally find people who are really interested and really looking forward to working with you. So just to give you some ideas of the sort of people that you can look at who might be suited for volunteering and supporting your transport services, you might want to look at people such as retirees. So people that might not be retired yet, but are looking towards what they might do with retirement. I know from speaking to some drivers, they were really unsure of what to do as retirement approached and community transport servicing and providing this service to passengers with their vehicle was one way of just delivering back and giving them a bit of structure in their lives at a time when they're just trying to relax a little bit. And a lot of people like driving and it's a great way for retirees to just enjoy their time and give something back to the community at the same time. Um, You could look at potentially retired teachers, for example, uh, retired professional drivers. If they still wanna drive in their retirement, then they're perfect types of people that you'd wanna attract. You, you could actually even look at employed. Um, so perhaps people that are teachers that are currently employed that you know have summer holidays or Christmas times, they have a bit of time off and they're looking for something to do that's a little bit different to the day job. So don't be afraid of approaching teachers. They're generally quite a good one to try and attract. Um, another one you could look at is lawyers, although they're generally really busy. Um, but certainly people like emergency service personnel, um, even military personnel you could look at. Um, 
perhaps even university professors if you live near a university they're, they're another one to attract and actually believe it or not some of the self-employed who work perhaps a, a limited number of days a week or don't want to work full-time who do sort of part-time work they're often looking for something to do in their spare time on the weekends or something a little bit different in the week so you could approach the self-employed to see what they're up to um, if you've got if you're a charity and you've got a number of volunteers there might be a number of volunteers that wish to help out in other capacities so you could speak to your existing volunteers and see if they want to help out as well at the same time um, and another great spot actually thinking about it is your local church um, so go and go and check out your local church perhaps leave some of your leaflets there let them know about what you provide on the website um, you could look at your local rotary club as well and because even if you approach any of these types of people they'll all go and talk to others and it's all about marketing your services um, a lot of people say to us, you know, we're a charity, we're not a business. Well, that is correct. But the way you go about your operations is very similar to a business and how you promote those services. So hopefully that's given you a few ideas there about who you can go out and approach and see if the new marketing material that you've developed is, is going to work for them. So assuming you've got your marketing material, you've got your new leaflets, you know, where would you go and place those leaflets? Well, some ideas again, I think we spoke about a few earlier, was the medical centres, doctor's surgeries, uh, you go and drop them off in local schools. Um, we, we talked about the rotary clubs, the value of them. Uh, other places that you might want to put them are going to be garden clubs. Uh, a lot of people go there or, or garden facilities. As they walk in, they'll see posters there of the local community. Uh, you could look at cafes and restaurants. Uh, the weekend, people often go out for dinner. Um, while they're paying up or, or waiting at the table, they might want to have a li little read. Uh, it's a great place to drop your, your leaflet. You'll notice there'll be local fairs, for example, uh, and you've probably, nine times out of ten, got a lot of local clubs and societies in your local area, so it's another one to put on the board for your town or village or, or city and, and go and give them some of your marketing material to, to again, pass around in the local community and get some sort of... Um, promotion and, and, and feedback coming back from that as well you could talk to your local chamber of commerce uh, a, a great one actually has just come to mind would be a golf club so your golf club uh, is a great place for people that are you know looking for other things to do uh, while still being able to play a lot of golf certainly for retirees golf is a major source of fun um, don't forget your local shops and don't forget other voluntary organizations uh, so you know if you help them, they'll generally help you. So they're often a great source uh, to pop your material into. Also, don't forget about local pubs either. And you can also look at your local sports club, such as bowls clubs. Thank you for listening to our very first podcast. We hope some of the tips and tricks in here are going to be really beneficial to you. Don't be afraid to go and check out redaccess.com forward slash downloads and you'll see our ultimate guide for increasing your volunteer drivers right there. So feel free to download that and go a little bit deeper on the topics we've discussed today. Check out redaccess.com anyway. Find out what we're up to. We're always looking for feedback and ideas to help better serve community transport services. Let us know and we'll catch you soon.